Hello, mighty people of the Most High, Magnificent God. This is Heather Miller, and I've come to bring you a word today straight out of the Word of God. going to be talking about uh, St. Patrick today. Since today is St. Patrick's Day, I like to call him Apostle Patrick. And you're going to find out why as I share what I have to share with you today. And it's very beautiful, and you're going to love this. And those of you who love history, I love history myself. Anybody that knows me knows that I am a studier, and I love uh, to link history and historical events and different things back into the Word of God. I'm going to be studying today, going to be reading out of 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 18, Luke 21, 34 through 36, Isaiah 52, 14, and also Isaiah 53, 1 John Second, First uh, John two, fifteen through seventeen. So, <clears throat> thank you for tuning into my podcast today. Boy, do I have something to share with y'all. I tell you something as um, as I realized today with St. Patrick's Day, it stirred my fury once again <laughs> at the misrepresentation of this mighty man of God. I learned, and in a good way, you know, we have a thing called righteous indignation. That's where you're mad and you got a reason to be mad for the righteous reasons, right? Well, you know, I'm of Irish descent. For those of you who don't know, my maiden name is actually Darty, and that's very Irish, and it's um, uh, actually, it's a derivative of the original name O'Dockerty which is um, one of the oldest names in Ireland. And so I have a very rich Irish heritage, and um, that was always something that was very treasured in our family. And um, we kept a lot of that uh, um, history and heritage alive and just by, you know, orally telling things uh, through the family. Um, That's very important. Um, our flesh is our fleshly heritage. Um, the flesh passes away, and we know that. But it's still part of who you are. God knew whenever He formed you in your mother's womb, He knew where that womb would be located. He knew from what descendants you would come from. He knew what heritage you would have. Everything about you, even your local heritage, where you grew up on this earth. Uh, everything, all of that came into to making who you are today. Um, and, and some of us come from um, uh, more th- a heritage that's, that's maybe something more to be proud of in, as far as earthly uh, uh, values are concerned. Some of us do not. But <clears throat> the, the more... Uh, but that is still precious to God, is what I'm saying. I'm sorry, I kind of stuttered there for a minute. Um, it is all, it all goes into making who we are on this earth. And um, even if you were a descendant from p- pirates, so let's just say you were a descendant of pirates. I heard a story of a man um, who is a man of God down in Belize. And um, it was such a beautiful story is that he, he's, he said he was ashamed of his heritage, of his 
uh, descendants because they were robbers and thieves and they stole and they murdered and they did all these things. He said, but um, now he is stealing souls for the kingdom of God. (laughs) You know, so uh, God can take our heritage, whatever it is, our fleshly lineage, our even our our family history, things that didn't go right back there up in the family tree. And he wants to make that into a beautiful overcoming story in your life in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Every single thing, even the bad things in our lives and our lineage, <clears throat> God, he made you exactly who you are. So you have no shame in Christ Jesus. You are fully covered in Christ Jesus. I didn't even plan to go here this morning, but this is just where it went. Isn't that beautiful? Think about it. Hallelujah. So all of these things that came to be are very, uh, every cell of your being. He knew exactly how it would be. Okay. You are a very intentional creation of God. I feel that those words are very healing to somebody out there. Okay, hallelujah. So I'm so thankful I started out that way. Um, But as I began to study, it was a few years ago. It was about maybe four years ago. And St. Patty's Day was upon us. And it was was, uh, sometime in March during my my yearly fast, and um, I I just had an urgency or an urge to learn about St. Patrick. What What is the deal with St. Patrick? Why do we do this every year? And uh, there's all of this, uh, um, uh, the traditions and different things, uh, the funny little traditions, like if you're not wearing green, you know, and you, you get pinched, you know, or, you know, the little shirt that says, kiss me, I'm Irish, all these things. We grew up around that stuff, right? Uh, the drinking, all of that stuff, you know. Now, my family didn't celebrate that way, but I'm just saying that's part of the holiday. You know I mean, there was this just urgency on me that I needed to get down to the bottom of that. Have you ever seen something and then you just, one day it catches your eye and you say, I want to know why we do what we do, huh? And so that's what I did. <clears throat> and I fully believe and know in my spirit that it was uh, an unction from the Holy Spirit to study this and wow did I find out some really good information and that's what I'm going to share with you today um, it was so beautiful because not only did it give me the truth about who Patrick really was but it also being that I am from Irish descent myself it was very even that much more precious to me okay so, but even if you're not Irish today, you can celebrate today. Uh, let's celebrate Apostle Patrick's Day the right way. Um, I want to go into just a little bit of history, but before I do that, I wanted to read. <clears throat> I wanted to read a scripture about how the enemy misrepresents Christ. Okay. It was symbolism. Uh, quite, some of it was literal and some of it was symbolism also, but it was also literal. Do you understand? Um, that when so many of the things that happened on the cross when Jesus was crucified, 
um, were symbolic, had deeper symbolic meaning of other things, although they happened naturally and in the natural. Okay, we see that all throughout the Bible, especially in the Old Testament. But if you will read with me in Isaiah, you know, the Word of God says in Isaiah 14, it says his visage was so marred beyond that beyond excuse me let me do this again his visage was so marred more than any man and his form more than the sons of men so that actually happened physically to Jesus when he was crucified our precious Lord and Savior that they marred his visage his countenance his face the way he was perceived the what what his that is the way he uh, his face is 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 what he looks like. They even took his looks away from him. So you couldn't recognize. That's where I'm going with this. He couldn't be recognized. He was he was beaten beyond all recognition. You couldn't even recognize that that was him anymore. My brothers and sisters, this is what happens continually over and over to this very day with Christ to this day. His visage is being marred beyond recognition because he is misrepresented over and over and in all uh, many different ways. False doctrines, uh, in every way that could be possible, he is misrepresented. His visage is marred beyond recognition. And Jesus told us that if they would persecute him, that they would persecute us too. So guess what the enemy does to the some of God's greatest prophets and apostles on this earth? He does the same thing. He rips the face off of them. He misrepresents them beyond all recognition. And I truly believe, brothers and sisters, that that is exactly what has happened with, with Apostle Patrick. And I think that you will too after I read about who he really was and share that with you. Um, Apostle Patrick, and I'm going to refer to him from this point forward as Apostle Patrick, but I I don't want to slip up. Sometimes I still call him St. Patrick, but he was not a Catholic saint. Did you know that? Most people don't realize that about him. He was never part of the Catholic Church. It was only later, once uh, many centuries later, when, when Catholicism came into Ireland and saturated it, turning and forcing many of the spirit-filled believers of Ireland into Catholicism, that they adopted him as one of their saints, okay? But he was never a Catholic saint. <clears throat> But uh, Patrick was actually not Irish. He was from England. And he, um, according to history, he uh, was not really a true believer at all. But he was just a young man. He was rebellious. He had no interest in Jesus. Although he came from a Christian family, he really wasn't serving God. And then he got captured. And history tells us... uh, or strongly indicates they believe that he was one of the nine hostages of Neal of the nine hostages. Very interesting. Um, and what I find to be extremely interesting as it pertains to me personally was that my family, the O'Doherty clan, is actually descended from Neal of the nine hostages. 
Neil of the Nine Hostages was kind of like the Genghis Khan of Europe. Uh, but he <clears throat> was uh, reportedly one of the, the Nine Hostages. But when he was in captivity, in slavery in Ireland, he ended up giving his life to Christ. And he ended up escaping and going back to England. And um, it was very, very interesting what happened to this. This beautiful, beautiful story is he was very, very much like Apostle Paul. I mean, I, I see so many similarities here. And I'm going to put a link on this podcast so that you can read this same article. Wow. Beautiful, beautiful story. He... <clears throat> He gets out of his slavery, out of his captivity. He, he escapes. He goes back to England. And then he's called by God to go back to Ireland in a dream. And this is very, very beautiful. And I'm going to read this to you. Okay. Like Apostle Paul, he received a clear and personal call from the Lord to preach the gospel in the land of his former captivity. He describes his call in these words. Quoting, uh, this is Apostle Patrick. I saw a man whose name was Victorious coming as if from Ireland with innumerable letters, and he gave me one of them. I and I read the letter, and I read the beginning of the letter. <clears throat> the voice of the Irish. And as I was reading the beginning of the letter, I seemed at that moment to hear the voice of those who were beside the forest of Falklut, which is near the Western Sea. And they were crying as if with one voice, listen to what they say. We beg you, holy youth, that you shall come and shall walk again among us. And I was stung intensely in my heart so that I could not read any more. And thus I awoke. Thanks be to God because after so many years the Lord bestowed on them according to their cry. And so he goes back to Ireland. And I'm going to tell you what is so beautiful about this. is so interesting. Is that <clears throat> the conversion of Irish people... Um, to, to Christianity went so easy. There was very, there was very little resistance. Uh, nobody died. There were no martyrs. Um, it's just like they were, they were waiting with open arms to receive Christ in Ireland. And they became one of the most spirit-filled Christian uh, early civilizations, um, nations, um, Patrick developed many uh, ministry schools there, okay? Um, and from Ireland, it was like a springboard of evangelism into Europe, evangelizing Europe with the gospel. Most people don't know this history. Um, of course, there's so much more to learn than, than, than just this short synopsis of what I've given you. And what is fascinating is, I will tell you this, what goes back a little further in history, a little further back that's even even more so, just a, a, a few hundred years, a couple of hundred years, back to when uh, 70 AD, uh, when, when Jerusalem was conquered. Uh, this is something that I found to be extremely interesting. I hope I'm not boring you to death, but this is important because you know why it's important? Because 
so many things are misrepresented today. There are so many cult, uh, so many uh, things that we accept in culture that we give no thought to. It's very shallow. St. Patrick's Day, the way that it is done today, is actually a mockery from hell uh, of Apostle Patrick's ministry on this earth and what happened in, in Ireland and spread throughout Europe. It is a mockery. It's been made a day of drunkenness. It's a day to go to the bars and, and, and get drunk. It's a day to be foolish and celebrate uh, little demons called leprechauns and all kinds of foolish superstitions. And, and uh, the Irish people today really are taken in more of a, um, they're mocked, really. They're, uh, they're, it's, it's more, it's re- misrepresented. It's misrepresented instead of being a deep spiritual culture that was uh, that turned its heart and soul over to Christ Jesus. Today, it is misrepresented as a bunch of drunks. Um, uh, it, it's just terrible what has happened to to the face of Ireland, the face of Apostle Patrick, uh, and and it's just terrible. And I think that it's time to turn away from the things of this world uh, because turning away from the foolishness of this world and going in deeper to study why people do what they do will enlighten you so much um, that you'll never see it the same way again. I have never seen St. Patrick's Day the same way again. I have never seen it as an innocent holiday, whereas I used to growing up and you know in school we would wear you know green to school or you know we would wear a little green ribbon you know those those are you know cute little memories that I have but the truth of St. Patrick or (laughs) there I go the truth of Apostle Patrick and who he really was is there they've completely defaced him they've defaced him to his ministry um and the beautiful work that was done that spread Christianity throughout Europe, just like they defaced Jesus Christ throughout the earth to this day. His visage is marred beyond that of any man. Should we be participating in that? Should we be participating in the mockery of one of God's greatest prophets and apostles? I don't think so. I think I'll pass. I think I'll pass. And, um, but I am going to honor his his ministry and honor his memory and honor the uh honor the god that he served jesus christ every saint every saint patrick's day and um but this is what i wanted to share very interesting uh history shows us that the daughter of zedekiah the last king of judah was actually married into the Irish um, royalty. Um, very, very interesting when Israel was sieged and ceased to be uh, when Jerusalem was sieged in 70 AD. Um, they were scattered abroad and in her own words, she claims that Um, they were scattered abroad and she brought with her the stone of destiny 
Well, if you've ever studied or, or learned about that, they actually made a movie about that where some teenagers in Scotland went and stole the Stone of Destiny from England, from Westminster Abbey, and brought it back to Scotland. And it's a really good movie. I suggest you watch it. It was really good. But the Stone of Destiny is purportedly the stone that Jacob laid his head on that when he dreamed of, of Jacob's ladder, the ladder that extended to heaven, and she brought that stone of destiny with her to Ireland. This is the daughter of Zedekiah. Very, very interesting. And her name was Tia Tefi, queen of Ireland, daughter of Zedekiah, last king of Judah. Um, how fascinating that not only was Ireland ready to receive Christ Jesus with open arms without even putting up a fight. Um, and this was a fearsome culture. I mean, this, this was a warring people. Matter of fact, um, from the studies that we've done of our own family history of the O'Doherty clan, uh, the O'Doherty clan, uh, they were in Northern Ireland, uh, descended from, um, the, the high kings of Ireland, I'm not trying to flex over here, but I'm just saying that's, that's the family history. But what's interesting about them and, and the whole Irish culture, they're known for being a warring people and Rome could not conquer them. And they, the, the Doherty clan was called the people of the stone houses. And he couldn't get through into Ireland to conquer it because of the the, the warring tribes in Northern Ireland, they were just so terrible and fierce. And this fierce people, this fierce people couldn't, uh, uh, this fierce people just opened their arms wide open when, when Apostle Patrick set foot, foot on their island. They were ready to receive Christ. Did you know that all of the high kings of Ireland knew that they were descendant of King David? I find these things to be extraordinarily interesting, and that is purportedly why the harp is the national symbol of Ireland, because Tia, Tia Teffy supposedly brought the harp of David along with her to Ireland, along with the Stone of Destiny. Isn't that interesting? So, Ireland is rich with Hebrew roots. I'm telling you, it is very fascinating. And having said all that boring history, some of you are not into that. Okay, but I, I tell you something. It, it makes the Word of God come alive to me. It makes it even that much more real to me. And watching this holiday today, and many people are going to go out. They're going to get blasted drunk. There's going to be all kinds of... Uh, of sin and things that go on on this day, this very day that they, they, they use this day to supposedly honor St. Patrick, but they actually are dishonoring him and they are marring Apostle Patrick's visage beyond all recognition by the way that they do St. Patrick's Day today. And you know, um, for the kingdom of darkness, it's not about attacking the man, St. Patrick. They, the kingdom of darkness hates us all. We know that. It's really about attacking Christ's image. That's what it's about. Because that's what Patrick was about. He was about Jesus. So, <clears throat> the word tells us to be separate, brothers and sisters. 
this is a different kind of podcast. I've never quite done one like this before. Um, I hope you're enjoying this. Um, But the Word of God tells us to not be equally yoked together with unbelievers. Okay? 2 Corinthians tells us that so plainly. And and reading on down into 2 Corinthians, um, starting at 14, I'm going to skip through a little bit. And I'm going to get on down closer to the end here. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you. And ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Coming out from among them. You know, I keep talking about that all this year. uh, The word of the Lord is obedience this year and come out of her my people anything that has to do with these worldly systems these lies uh, all of the misrepresentations any way that they want to mar the visage of christ don't participate in that foolishness hallelujah come out from among them be ye separate be ye consecrated and sanctified and set apart for god's use in your life Hallelujah. I feel that. <laughs> and I want to read out of Luke 21, 34 through 36. And take heed to yourselves. Now, here's the thing. This is what I was going with this one. What is St. Patrick's Day all about? What's the, the first thing I think about when I think of St. Patrick's Day is I think of a big, uh, one of those big mugs of Irish black beer. That's what I think about. I think about like an Irish pub and, you know, all of the the emerald green and and the Irish drinking and all of that. And while that all looks fun and it's fun to watch that, you know, it kind of reminds me of that old movie, The The Quiet Man with John Wayne. One of my favorite movies, you know. But in all truth, that's not the roots of Irish people. That's so far from their roots. Their roots are in Christ Jesus for many, many hundreds of years, and they were not Catholic. They were sold out all the way, spirit-filled, evangelizing, gospel-preaching people that reached Europe. But now they're known for what? For their strife and fighting and their drinking. Do you see how the enemy, the forces of darkness, has caused even that nation's face to be misrepresented, marred beyond all visage. Visage marred beyond all recognition. You see that? Um, And so you'll see this, this is like, this is a tradition on St. Patty's Day. Everybody get together and get drunk and, you know, all this kind of stuff. But the, the, the end is, the, 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 we are at the end of the hour. Okay? The, the, the hour is late. We, we can look around the world, brothers and sisters, and see all of these things coming to pass. We can look around the earth and see, my goodness, we're living in revelations. We can see. We, our, our eyes are opened to see that we, we are in the season where we need to be prepared for his return. And the Word of God says this about the drinking and the surfeiting. And take heed to yourselves in Luke 21, uh, 34. Lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life. 
and so that day come upon you unaware. For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. And so while people are being simple, um, while people are deciding that they're going to um, continue in their simplicity, ignore the pleadings of the Holy Spirit, ignore the truth of the gospel, and they want to go out and continue to celebrate celebrate these um, uh, pagan things and these lying things, you know, uh, celebrating St. Patty's Day, I realized after all of the things I studied about, about uh, Patrick, that to celebrate the way the world celebrates would be to participate in a lie. And I want no part of a lie. I want my brothers and my sisters and my spiritual fathers that have gone before me in the earth to be honored for the sacrifice that they did for Jesus Christ. And that's not the way to do it. By going out, getting drunk, doing all that stuff. Of course, as a believer, you shouldn't be doing that anyways. But be separate. Have no part of what the world is doing. And know the truth. The truth shall make you free. And the truth makes me happy. When I found this out about St. Patrick, Apostle Patrick, <laughs> it's a habit. When I found these things out about Apostle Patrick, I can't describe how... I was, it moved me so emotionally, not only did it anger me that the, that the truth had been covered for so long, that so many people didn't know the truth, but it also brought this joy to my heart that I could see that, wow, you know, um, there was such a work done back many hundreds of years ago that it was so powerful that the enemy tried to cover over the truth. Tried his very best. But the truth is coming out about all of this nowadays. We have the internet. We can research these things. Um, and then I want to read 1 John 2.15. Um, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world, including St. Patrick's Day and all the leprechauns and all of the silliness. <laughs> Because we're not, we are not ignorant anymore. Once we've come into the truth, the knowledge of a thing, we're responsible with that truth, right? So the Word of God says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of this world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Hallelujah. And I wanted to share all that with you today. And I thank you for tuning in. And um, I wanted to share also this song. Um, there was an old song by Keith Green. I remember hearing that song growing up. And um, I want to quote this verse out of that song. Um, as I learn more things about the world around me, 
I have to admit, it is a temptation to get sour and bitter, and it and it is a temptation to steep in my disappointment more than to rejoice in the truth that I've learned. But I will. But I can't do that. We cannot do that. We have to rejoice that God has set us free in the truth in every way. That He has set us apart. He has sanctified us. He has made us His saints and His royal priesthood in the earth. He shares knowledge with us that sets us free from our ignorance so that we can never turn back to it. Hallelujah. And the more truth that I learn about the world around me, the further away the world gets to me and the closer I get to Christ Jesus. Remember this old song? Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. That is so true. The further away the world gets to you, the closer you get to Christ. The closer you get to Christ, the further away you want the world to be from you. Right? That is the cycle of the way this works. Because the closer you get to to Jesus, the more you see the world through the eyes of Jesus. That when you look at the world and the things that it says... You see it from Jesus' perspective and you say, wonder what Jesus would think about this. But see, he that dwells in you, now you are interpreting the world through his views of the world rather than from your earthly view. So you get farther away. You want the truth more and more. The more truth you eat and consume in your life, the more you want it. You want more and more. He wants to grow us in our wisdom in Him. Hallelujah. Well, I hope you got something good out of this as far as like the historical value. Um, do some research on this. It, it's very fascinating. For those of you who like history, it's a very, very fascinating study. And I, I kind of butchered this part about Tia Teffy because it's so much. There's like a 60-page um, document on this web website and it goes all the way back the lineage of her all the way back um and it's really really interesting but boy it is a lot to absorb it would take weeks of study um but i encourage you to look at that look at how the that that the roots the hebrew roots i'm not talking about hebrew roots movement i'm talking about literal true hebrew roots <laughs> please don't get those confused but the Hebrew roots of Ireland and how God um, preserved um, part of this in Ireland is absolutely fascinating. And then how today, uh, how Patrick went over and he converted Ireland. They, they, they received him with open arms. And then now to this day, we have a blasphemous holiday, blaspheming everything that Patrick stood for, making a mockery out of him. Uh, 
I tell you something, hell doesn't do that kind of stuff unless it's a real threat, unless there's something uh, that they're trying to cover up. That's why it's important. Everything that the enemy wants to cover up, that's truth. You should be digging for it like a dog on a bone, okay? Search it out. Dig it up because I guarantee you it's got something precious there. It's like digging up precious jewels. It's something precious there that you are going to benefit from spiritually. And I'm going to tell you something. In this study, anybody can benefit from studying this information about St. Patrick, Tia Teffi, uh, the throne of David um, <clears throat> being uh, preserved in Ireland. Anybody can benefit from that. Link it back to scripture very very interesting study you don't have to be Irish to get fascinated about this but I was especially fascinated by it in the fact that I am of, of Irish descent <clears throat> and my family is descended from the high kings of Ireland our clan and so that was so precious to me and um, it's very 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 fascinating and um, I make jokes now among my children, and I tell them that we're cousins. Jesus is our cousin. <laughs> of course, I mean, when you start doing genealogies on stuff, it becomes so watered down. So, I mean, it's so convoluted. It's so, I mean, people are, we are all so interconnected. We are all related to each other. We go back to Adam and Eve, so it's nothing to boast about, but I do like to make a joke about it. Um, but I hope you've enjoyed this. So, St. Patrick is not a Catholic saint. He's an apostle of God. Uh, just like Apostle Paul that went out and reached many, many, many thousands. So, Apostle Patrick was also the same. God bless you. And I hope that you got something good out of this. I hope I didn't butcher it up too much. I'm going to put these links on here so that you can study the same thing that I'm studying. And no matter how much you are misrepresented in the earth, even the enemy tries to misrepresent you to other people because um, he tries to attack us and misrepresent the truth of who you really are. Um, no matter what happens in that way, always know that um, uh, God is always going. God is going to expose the truth, um, and He is going to He is going to bless you, and He's going to expose the truth, um, and He is going to be the one who stands up for you in this earth when nobody else wants to stand up and vouch for you, and vouch for your reputation. Know that heaven is vouching for your reputation, okay? Um, because our, our, our true reputation and our true identity, it doesn't matter what lineage you come from, doesn't matter what your nationality is, or uh, it doesn't matter if your, your people were pirates like that guy in Belize. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. Our heritage, our reputation, our identity is found in and defined in the kingdom of God because we are kingdom citizens. We are significant to God's kingdom. You are significant in God's kingdom. Hallelujah. I pray that you have a lovely day. 
God bless you.